y bienvenidos a Deuces Wild Daily Hustle live from Houston, Texas. Sorry about the delayed start this morning. And yeah, my somewhat bland and, well, let's just call it shitty background. But I don't know. It's not that bad. Anyhow. It is the 3rd of November, 2023, and we are out here in Houston for the All-State Games. Apparently, they've tried to gather up the best players in the state of California, in the state of Texas, in the Pacific Northwest, the Northeast, and they are having this tournament that will eventually crown the state and or region champion. Now, it's interesting because the Pacific Northwest, instead of having the state of Oregon or the state of Washington, they just have the whole Pacific Northwest. The same thing with the Northeast. It's not Team New York. It is actually Team Northeast. So the California uh, region, by the way, they actually have two teams, a NorCal and a SoCal. Texas, a North Texas, a South Texas. Florida, a North Florida, and a South Florida. And the funny thing is with all that is that Biscuit is playing on the Southern California team, but obviously he's actually from Northern California. So the rhyme reason and everything with that, I'm not exactly sure, but it should be a fun, geez, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of baseball. This is the first time we've been on since the Texas Rangers have solidified the World Series championship the other night. Look, there's a couple things and a couple takes with all of this as I sort of put a bow on it, but this wasn't an accident. This wasn't by mistake. This is a team that we were very confident with early in the season. June 6th actually had a post, and I wrote about it in the Daily Hustle email this morning, but look, Chris Young went out. And he got his dudes. He had Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon locked up to long-term deals. Both of these guys at the absolute height of their professional careers. You brought in Jacob DeGrom, he got hurt. No big deal. Why? Because of the likes of a Jonathan Gray. Because of the likes of a Andrew Heaney. And it went on and on and on. Jordan Montgomery, another guy that was absolutely lights out for the Texas Rangers so they could afford the injuries of a Max Scherzer and a Jacob DeGrom and still go ahead and win a world championship. Make no mistake about it. The likes of Evan Carter was fucking huge. To have that youthful exuberance to come in to give them a boost offensively when they needed it. This was a really good team offensively. This is a really good team Pitching, and this was a fantastic team. Third uh, overall, at least early in the year when we rated them according to fan graphs. Janikowski comes in right when Adolis Garcia gets hurt. Next man up. This is the signs of what a great team is, plain and simple. Let's not forget here, by the way, we are <clears throat> the... No Filter Network, Deuces Wild, Daily Hustle Podcast, presented by what? Bet Online. That's right. The last of the major 
Pro Sports Leagues kicked off last week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all of your NBA action. It's fantastic. With the MLB postseason, well, now over NFL and college football and NHL, all in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport. Anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on all of the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV. That's capital B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Also, please do not forget about KT tape. Get yourself some of the pro oxygen tape by hitting the QR code in the Upper right-hand corner. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, nor did I see it at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But I can tell you, through experience, this shit works. I'm not kidding. It promotes a blood flow to the area by lifting the skin. When you go ahead and do that, what does it do? It reduces inflammation and all the pains associated with it. KT tape. Hold on. I'm trying to point. This is kind of funky. Hit that QR code Right there, deflaming muscles since its creation. And lastly, for focus for this show, and I'm not messing around with this. I'm going to grab this over here. So here it is. This is Verge. This is a combination of cannabis, lemon, ginger, straight goodness. If you're looking for more focus, concentration, whatever, throughout the course of the day, go ahead and dig in on that. I know I had a full one here somewhere. Here it is, Verge. And to show you guys that I don't just pimp products that, I don't know, you just talk about them. There's nothing better than going ahead and showing. Mm. Tryverge.com. It is a real shot of life. Hit my boy, Joy, up if you have any questions, and he will dial you in the right direction. Okay, today's Daily Hustle electronic email communication went out earlier today. Buenos Dias today is Friday, November 3rd, 2023. After dismantling the Arizona Diamondbacks the other night, the Texas Rangers are the world champions. Today, they will have a parade in Arlington celebrating their first World Series title since arriving in Texas in 1973. Daily Hustle quote of the day. I like this one. The highest reward for a person. Hold on. I got to rethink this. <laughs> Reset this. The highest reward for a person's toil is not what they get for it, but what they become by it. John Ruskin. Daily Hustle Translation. We preach all the time here in the DH that the reward is the process. The Rangers will be showered with all sorts of commemorative awards, including rings and money. But ultimately, the only thing that holds any lasting value is the experience they just endured and the extensive education that undoubtedly accompanies it. Oftentimes, a team gets hot down the stretch and makes a magical October run, resulting in a World Series title. As many may think this was the case with the Rangers, it was not. This was a team that was meticulously put together by GM Chris Young. The Rangers stockpiled arms and had a perfect blend of veteran leadership and youthful exuberance. They also hired the right guy in Bruce Bochy 
and let the 3X, now 4X, World Series champion manager steer the ship. Below is the IG post from June 6th celebrating what we consider the best team in baseball at that time. Every now and again, the blind squirrel finds the nut. So, yeah, that was one of those things with the Rangers where you could see it coming together. And the bold prediction, because it was the fucking Texas Rangers, and they never won a World Series. The closest they came was 2011. And they were literally an inch away, a strike away from a World Series championship with Ron Washington at the helm. Nelson Cruz was going back on that ball. And if he comes up with the ball, it's over. The Rangers are world champs. Well, he went back. He literally got himself in position to make it. But he didn't quite close the play. And I talked to the boys about this yesterday when it comes to being a great outfielder. It's one thing putting yourself in position to make the play. It's another thing when you go for the close. Well, Nelson Cruz put himself in position, but he didn't quite close it. You have to have that full send. I don't give a fuck if I take a face full of fence or wall or whatever it takes. And Nelson Cruz did not come up with the ball. The rest was history. The St. Louis Cardinals come back. They end up winning that World Series in 2011. Still to this day, one of the best World Series that I've ever seen. So, trying to get this straight, the picture. I think that's a little bit better. But with all of that said, and this is crazy, Nelson Cruz yesterday announced his retirement from Major League Baseball. So it was almost as if the Rangers, by winning that World Series, gave him closure and the ability to walk away. I am going to make a suggestion and say that the Texas Rangers get Nelson Cruz a World Series ring. I'm serious. It's not so much as the Bartman thing, and it wasn't even a terrible play. There would not been have been nearly as much coverage on the Nelson Cruz play or not play if it wasn't this last out of the World Series, if that was a regular season game, dude, we would have never remembered it. But because it was the last out of the World Series and it didn't happen, it's a play that we've talked about for a number of years. Well, look, Nelson Cruz is an ultimate professional, a guy that was around the game for a really long time. I don't think he broke in until he was like 27. And then he ends up having this crazy long career that lasted into his mid-40s. But here we are in a situation I just think it'd be a cool gesture. And it doesn't mean you have to invite him out and have him go to the parade and all the other bullshit. But with the retirement, to bring him out next year, when they get their rings, and just say thank you. That's it. And it's a it's the forgiveness thing, and they didn't have to win the World Series for forgiveness. I don't know. Maybe some Texas Rangers fans are holding on tight. 
But it was the same thing with Bartman. It was the same thing with Bill Buckner. They, these guys got crucified. Now, Cruz, I don't think nearly as badly as Bartman or Buckner, obviously because the Rangers don't have the fan base that the Cubs or the Red Sox have. But he definitely took some heat. And I just think it would be an awesome move by the Texas Rangers, bring him in to celebrate the retirement and surprise him. You don't tell him we're giving him a World Series ring or whatever. And because I think at that point, Nelson Cruz, if I'm Nelson Cruz, I'll say, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, congratulations, guys. I'm glad you did it, everything else. But you give it to him, and I, I promise you that you're going to you're going to see some tears flowing because I know that there's a lot of emotion attached to that. And ultimately that might be his way of letting go. So anyhow, the celebration that started in Phoenix on Wednesday night will continue Friday in Arlington with the city's entertainment district hosts a victory parade more than 50 years in the making to commemorate the first world series title in Rangers history. According to, an announcement from the city of Arlington. The parade is scheduled to begin Friday, 12.15 p.m. Central Time. So we're talking like 45 minutes from now. Alan Cowboy Way at Supra Lot A, just south of Globe Life Field, and is open to the public. The route will loop around Globe Life and Choctaw Stadium in a clockwise fashion for about 1.9 miles traveling north on AT&T Way, and then east on Nolan Ryan Expressway. And then connecting East Road of Six Flags, the route will continue south on Ballpark Way Stadium Drive on the east side of Globe Life Field down to Cowboys Way, where it will end near Supra Lot A. Following the parade, attendees are invited to gather in the Globe Life Field North Plaza adjacent to the Tundra Lot B for a public ceremony featuring remarks from the Rangers executives, manager Bruce Bochy, and players. The Rangers defeated the D-backs at Chase Field on Wednesday night in Game 5 of the World Series to clinch their first championships. It was the franchise's 52nd season since it moved from Washington, D.C. to North Texas in 1972. Quote, the Texas Rangers World Series victory is a dream five decades in the making, Arlington Mayor Jim Ross said. Mayor Tom Vandergriff went to D.C. and convinced the Washington Senators become the Texas Rangers and move to what at the time was a small bedroom community in the middle of Metroplex. The Rangers have stayed with Arlington for 51 years. We've helped them build three stadiums here. Yes, they have. The community has supported them. The city councils have supported them. And the Rangers have reciprocated year after year with their commitment to the community. This year, they reciprocated with a World Series championship we want fans to come out to the entertainment district this Friday and really enjoy the moment, soak it all up, and have a great time. That's cool. So if you guys didn't see the Dutch oven, that's Derek Collin, post a video in that entertainment district after they won the World Series in the confetti and just the fucking place going nuts. It was really awesome and highly uh, commendable by the city of Arlington, the state of Texas, for supporting their sports. They care. It matters. So for all the other regions across the country, and I'm not pointing fingers anywhere, if you want to know what it's like to support a sports team that's 
You never won a World Series. They're on their third fucking stadium. Think about that. Their third stadium. So, I know, I, I, I can't, I don't want to tell you. Atlanta, same thing. They support their sports. And I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know who to blame. Obviously, I'm talking about the Oakland situation, which is a fucking disaster. But when you have a community support like that, and then you have the Rangers constantly giving back, well, you know what? The community gave back to them. And they have a killer place to watch a ball game. I think it would be pretty cool. And I don't know if they're going to do this. But with the parade, to have the parade actually go through the old ballpark. How awesome would that be? The old ballpark in Arlington, that was one of my favorites. I mean, it was just it's a super cool place to play. One of the most beautiful ballparks, in my opinion. I mean, the whole thing was this, this, this gorgeous uh, brick and uh, you know everything about it. it. It was windy all the time. Crazy weather would roll through there, too. And it had this jet stream out to right center field, so... It was always nice to go there and uh, attempt to go oppo taco, which I would say my one homer that I had that was like legit, legit straight right field almost down the line was in Arlington. I had a bunch, not a bunch, but a decent amount of the 109 big league homers that I hit were to right center, a decent amount to center, a bunch to left and left center. But there was only one that I would say went to the right of the right fielder. And it happened in Arlington. Okay, uh, an article here about youthful exuberance. Yes, this is not a joke. And this is, I, look, we're a life optimization podcast. We come on here to really focus on baseball. Now that the Deuces Wild Daily Hustle podcast is in the baseball section, I want to make sure I give you guys a full fix of that. But with that, we're going to mix in a little this, a little that. Well, if there's something that can benefit our lives and make us, I don't know, better people, better players, better coaches, yeah, it's it's important. And so life optimization stuff will keep at the forefront. And one of them here, you ready for this, is an article I got this morning. Groundbreaking study reverses aging and rats. I get it. You're like, what the fuck, Burns? Seriously? Well, this could have a gigantic impact on the sports world. How? Why? Listen up. Yuvonne Research's study achieved a 50% reversal of rat aging through young porcine plasma nanoparticles, offering hope for human age reversal and broader applications. The article goes on. It says a revolutionary study by Yuvon Research reveals a successful reversal of biological age in rats by over 50%, marking the first instance of cross-species epigenetic transfer. The results of the study were published in Giro Science, The therapy, dubbed E5, utilizes extracellular nanoparticles from young parsing plasma, injecting them into the elderly rats and yielding significant youthfulness within days. 
The implications of these findings suggest that similar results in humans could mean reverting an 80-year-old to the biological age of 26. The research broadens the horizons of aging biology and could have applications well beyond rats. Okay, holy shit. Now, I just want to know, with this, say, for example, I don't know, how old is Joe Montana? Like, if we give him the shot and this E5 therapy, is Joe Montana going to go from that 60-something back to 20-something? Like, is that what is going to happen? I doubt it. I don't know exactly how they determine the biological age. I've heard this before. And, you know, dude, I don't even need a fucking clock to tell you who's biologically what. Because all i got to do is look at the way someone lives their life. And I know 20-year-olds that live like 80-year-olds. And then I know 80-year-olds that live like 20-year-olds. Look at Pete Carroll. He's one of the best examples of a guy that's 70-some-odd years old. Uh, he's at the top of his game. I don't youthfulness that he lives his life with and he coaches with is next level. The question becomes, if you do, if there is this age reversal thing that happens, what does it mean for the skeletal system and the muscles and everything else? And with the energy, are they going to be able to train the way they did? And was it have to do with reflexes and everything else? Because if this is the case, and who knows? But if it is the case, what kind of impact would that have going forward on the longevity of a LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady for sure would come back. I mean, you know, these dudes would 100% get back into it. Now, I, I look, I don't blame it. I, it, I look at my life, and the great thing about life, too, is that it changes, and you go through these different sort of things. As much as I love playing professional baseball, I would not want to play professional baseball for 150 years. I just wouldn't want to do it. So not to say that that's even possible, but, dude, this is a realm that we're starting to live in, and these are things that we're going to have to start paying attention to. I remember I heard this like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, like the first person who is going to live to be 200 had already been born. There was a sign up by the old Candlestick Park that said that. And I'm like, eh, doubt it. Well, it's funny because between now and then, the life expectancy hasn't, I, I think it's actually gone down. But we are so fucking close as a society. And I'm not sure what's going to happen in my lifetime, but... I would be pretty confident to say there's a good chance it happens within the kids' lifetime as they continue to try to knock down the door here, which is not going to happen. So, anyhow, uh, moving on, we have the 12 storylines. Hold tight for a second because it sounds like the door is going to get knocked down. Now, I'm attached to a mic. So, before the door actually does get knocked down, I gotta take this out through here and put it down and then open the door. Hold tight.
you leave your key at the front desk? Back to what I was saying. The 12 storylines to watch this offseason. We get breakfast? I brought you Waffle House. Waffle House. Waffle. Now, is there a ground extra flat white? It's mother covered in dice, mm. sausage, and a pumpkin waffle. That sounds aggressive. I will gladly take the Grande Extra Hot Flat White. The smothered covered in dice. What does smothered covered in dice actually mean? Cheese, gravy, and onions on hash browns. Cheese, gravy, and onions on hash browns. Yeah, okay. Um, yes, Sissy, small fry. I'm, you understand. I'm going out to thousands of people right now, honey. And a pumpkin waffle. Mm. How many people are on right now? Um, two. Where will she? Why are you laughing? You understand? I'm getting thousands of downloads every single day. So on that note, the live audience of two can take a bad seat. That's nice. Let's not forget caffeine TV and football too. And I, and you're right. Not the, the live audience can't take a bad seat. You can take the back seat. To laughing at my live audience. <laughs> and by the way, if you want to join live, you got to go to No Filter Network. Like that is that is the only spot. Uh, and obviously, today was a delayed start going forward. Uh, nothing will dominate the headlines in the coming weeks. This month is the Shohei Otani free agency. So the big question for the 12 storylines here, number one, by far and away, this is going to be a Shohei show. Where will Shohei Otani sign? It says the Dodgers and the Giants, as well as the Mets, are viewed as a favorite to land Otani. Through a mystery team or two could certainly enter the fray. My guess, he ends up in L.A. Number two, foreign free agents will shake things up. Last offseason saw the Mets sign Cody Senga to a five-year, $75 million deal, while the Red Sox gave... Masakata Yoshida, five years and $90 million. Both players proved their worth during the impressive rookie campaigns, which should help this year's crop of foreign free agents. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who has won three consecutive Saamura Awards as Japan's best pitcher, and he's expected to command a deal in the $200 million range. And you have left-hander Shota Imanaga, who will also garner plenty of interest, as will righty Yariel Rodriguez, a Cuban-born pitcher who has been playing in Japan since 2020. There's also Jung-Hoo Lee, the 2022 KBO League MVP, who's expected to make the jump to the majors as well. Number three, strength in starting pitching. This year's free agent market doesn't include a star-studded shortstop class like we've seen in the past two offseason. In fact, there aren't many true impact bats available in free agency. Huh. Says presumptive National League Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell will be on the open market, along with Aaron Nola, Sonny Gray, Jordan Montgomery, Lucas Giolito, Jack Flaherty, and Eduardo Rodriguez. I think Blake Snell is obviously at the top of that list. Aaron Nola, a close second. Sonny Gray, who's had a resurgence. Third, Jordan Montgomery, yeah. I mean, they probably listed him like, pretty well in that order. Number four, a class short on bats. says, last winter's free agent class featured Judge, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, and Dansby Swanson. Aside from Otani, this year's roster of hitters isn't quite as robust, 
But you got Cody Bellinger, J.D. Martinez, Matt Chapman, Jorge Soler, and Lourdes Griel Jr. I like Bellinger. That could be a really big sign. Number five, the Big Apple Circus. The Yankees and the Mets have great expectations entering 2023, but things didn't work out for the two New York clubs. The Yankees suffered quite a few major injuries throughout the season, limping their way to 82 wins. They did finish above 500, though. For the, I don't know. We got to go back to the 90s. The last time they didn't finish under 500. That's one of the most impressive runs still to this day. Uh, a reset in San Diego. The Padres aren't expected to tear things down this winter, but changes appear to be on the horizon. And one of them made, or already made manager Bob Melvin taking the Giants job. That's another big question. Who's going to take over for the San Diego Padres? Uh, Josh Hader, a free agent. Juan Soto will be the biggest name on the trade block this offseason, setting up pivotal offseason for GM AJ Preller. The Padres could move Soto. I mean, I mean, are you that excited to move Soto? I guess he could restock on some young arms. That's possible. New Boston. Boston is um, the next big story. Number seven. It says the Red Sox made a big change at the top of their front office, dismissing Chief Baseball Officer Chime Bloom and replacing him with Craig Breslow. Breslow was funny, man. He came on the other day, and he basically was saying that, hey, I know I'm an Ivy League guy. I know I'm a geek. But I did play baseball for 13 years in the big leagues. And because of that, I'm going to do everything I can with my experience from an educator, from somebody who actually played the game, and I'm going to figure out how to find a winner, how to field a winner, and that's it. Uh, number eight, time for Baltimore to go big. Hello. The Orioles finally hello. reap the awards. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, yeah, we can service today. Give me five minutes. Okay. Okay, thank you. Holy cow, this is unbelievable. What a fucking shit show. I've never done a show like this. I thought it was Cali barging in, but it was actually the maids. Um, time for Baltimore to go big. The Orioles finally reap the rewards of their rebuild. Stunning with the baseball world with an AL best 101 win season in 2023. AL rookie of the year and frontrunner Gunnar Henderson became the latest star in Baltimore. It's funny because going back to my video that I had with the Texas Rangers, and I said Josh Young was a runaway rookie of the year. But that obviously was disproven with Gunnar Henderson. So the other thing that was part of the video was that we thought Jacob DeGraw was coming back. So there were all these things to really point at, like, why and how the Texas Rangers would be the world champions. And some of them came to fruition, others did not. But the Orioles, yeah, I mean, now is the time for them to go ahead and piece together some stars around their young core nucleus. Adley Rushman, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, Anthony Santander. That's the heart of the formal lineup. So uh, you add a few pieces around, a starting pitcher or two, and they could be gnarly. Number nine, Hollywood Shuffle. The Dodgers controlled themselves during free agency last winter, bringing back Clayton Kershaw while adding Martinez, Noah Syndergaard, Jason Hayward, and Shelby Miller on one-year deals. The quiet 2023 offseason, 2022-2023 offseason, may have simply been a one-year exception. The Dodgers are expected to make a big run out of a ton. And they should. That's the creme de la creme. 
And if you're Otani, look, you don't have to move. I mean, that's a lot of this. When you think about it, it's not fun getting traded. It's not fun having to move teams, having to go beyond just the logistical move of things. But, you know, now you're going into a new spring training, a new clubhouse, everything else. Well, the move to LA, from LA to LA, obviously pretty easy. Even when it comes to spring training, I 100%, 1,000% actually, made my decision on where to sign based on spring training. Not kidding. Arizona, huge factor in having spring training in Arizona, being able to play in Arizona. That was the one time I really got to choose. The other one, for example, when I signed with Seattle Mariners, spring training in Arizona, 10 minutes from where I lived, that was big. Not surprised either. I actually had a fantastic spring training. So we'll see what happens with that. But can you imagine Otani, Freddie Freeman, and Mookie Betts in the same lineup? What a joke. Okay, number 10, pivot point for Cincy. The Reds were one of the game's best stories in 2023. The Cincinnati Reds bounced back from a 100-loss 2022 campaign to post 82 victories. The emergence of rookies Matt McClain, Spencer Sear, Ellie De La Cruz, Christian Encarnacion Strand, and Novelli Marte left the Reds feeling good about the future. Uh, this is going to be a team to watch. Uh, this is going to be one of the most exciting teams in baseball for years to come. I think they're just getting started. Number 11, playing their cards right. Few teams have said much on their to-do list. This winner is the Cardinals, whose 71-91 record marked the first losing season since 07. Very impressive run. Uh, makes the Yankees even more so now. St. Louis must rebuild from the pitching staff that lost Montgomery, Flaherty, and Jordan Hicks at the trade deadline and Adam Wainwright to retirement, leaving Michael Michaelis and Steven Matz as the only veteran starters under contract. President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak, he's been there forever, should be a player in the free agent market, though a glut of outfielders with a glut of outfielders on the roster, St. Louis could look to trade as well. Uh, in 12 years, last one, I'm getting out of here, a new standard for closers. Edwin Diaz set a new standard for free agent closers last year with a five-year, $102 million deal to stay with the Mets. The largest deal ever given to a relief pitcher, that deal is likely to be broken this winner by Hader, a five-time All-Star and three-time winner of the Trevor Hoffman Award presented to the National League's top reliever. Hader, who turns 30 in April, is unquestionably the top closer available this winter, setting himself up for a potential bidding war that should help him eclipse Diaz's record contract. I'm not spending my money there. No way. I, I all due respect to Hader, and I think he's fantastic and he's filthy and everything else fuck a hundred million dollars for a reliever i'll take my chance developing someone in the minor leagues there's too many good young live arms out there to spend that much money for a dude that's going to come in and pitch i don't know 50 innings mm. not interested all right everyone have a fantastic day sorry about the delays and everything hopefully the mic's working well uh michelle drew Hello, Michelle Drew. Yes, I, I am laughing, laughing my ass off as well with what was this show this morning. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Caffeine, FUBU, 
any of the above, if you guys could leave a review, if there's a review section, if you hit the five stars, we would greatly appreciate it. And that's about it. Uh, good luck to the California boys this weekend. From Houston, Texas, if you're tuning in on No Filter, uh, check out the game streams. If I have a chance, I will try to stream those out. Might even give you guys some broadcasting uh, to go along with it as the Cali, Team Cali, tries to take down the All-State games. Back at you guys on Monday, most likely. Uh, might be traveling then still. If not Monday, then we'll be back Tuesday. That's it. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody.